What do you get when you combine the most exciting young team in the league, a passion for the Big Easy and a rural West Aussie? That's right, the Pelicans Scoop, football's very own Pelicans podcast. See, I am very excited to see how they proceed. You know, you've got a point guard, you've got a small forward, you've got a power forward who looks like to be an absolute beast. You keep those guys together, then you've got Josh Hart off the bench who is heart and soul of the team. I've said that a couple of times on here. It's my favourite part. Join me, Lyle Swithenbank, as we cruise down the Mississippi chatting all things Pel. We run through the full alphabet from B. B.I. through to ZW. B.I. wants to be the man and should be the man. Give him the ball. He looks like a stud. So what are you waiting for? Join us at Hoopball Pills on Twitter and subscribe to the show everywhere podcasts are found. Come on, let's go spin some yarns. The following is a Hoopball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Tell me you weren't excited, not by the scrimmages themselves on Wednesday, but by Twitter being filled with basketball stuff. Tell me you weren't excited by that. If you say you weren't excited, you're a liar. You're a liar and a thief, and I won't have it. I won't have it. I won't have it. Here's the thing. Here's what I, and I know I talk about Twitter a lot on this podcast, and I, as I'm saying it every time, I think, well, this is, why am I doing this right now? But I do, and you guys have probably gotten used to it at this point, so, you know, if it ain't broke, I guess. The... The Twitter feed for Hoopball Fantasy yesterday had the the blurbs were like the season was going. Miles Turner limited, Rui Hachimura 18 points, Reggie Jackson gets the start, Darren Fox participates in non-contract drills. It was magical. I mean it was it was like I was back in the regular universe after existing in a parallel one for the last four and a half months. And I know these were scrimmages and I know they don't really mean anything, but it was just something there was something calming about looking at our hoop ball blurb feed and it being actual basketball stuff. Basketball stuff. Some stats were in there. Heaven forbid. This is Fantasy NBA Today. What's happening, everybody? It's Wednesday morning-ish, I guess, depending on uh, Thursday. What the hell? I've lost complete track of the day. Is today Thursday? Oh, my God. So yesterday was Wednesday. Woof. Remember I said yesterday I was going to say something stupid? Today I'm saying something stupid. You guys... Listen to the beginning of the show and and probably restarted it. No, it's Thursday. It is. I'm 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 certain of it now. I, I've looked at a calendar. It's Thursday. Hello, everybody. Hello. I'm uh, fully aware of what's going on around me. Really, I promise. I'm Dan Vespers at Dan Vespers on Twitter. D A N B E S B R I S. This is a hoopball presentation. Thanks to everybody that's continuing to listen here during these weird times. I was just texting with our buddy Lyle uh, Lyle Swithenbank, host of the Hoopball Pelicans podcast, about how hard it's been to come up with fantasy-relevant content for four and a half months here. And now all of a sudden we have this this blitz of fantasy stuff, and then it's all going to go away again. Oh, goodness gracious. So we did have some mild NBA news yesterday, and we'll go ahead and break uh, a little bit of that down. And then we'll do a little bit, a little bit of draft recap again. Remember I mentioned on yesterday's show, we were going to be looking at a second resumption draft. The first one we broke down was a mock that I now think is going to get played out. This other one is a real one, 
And I'm in it with a bunch of folks that are operating off of our resumption draft board. So it's been a, it's been an eye-opening experience. Also very excited, tomorrow's podcast, Friday's show, will be joined by new hoop baller Adam King. Very excited about that. He's got his first article out at Hoop Ball right now. Uh, we'll talk about some of the value plays he's found during the resumption, a little bit on kind of his fantasy background. Should be a fun show. That's tomorrow, and that'll carry us through the weekend. For today's show, I want to continue to thank everybody for checking out Manscaped.com. You guys have been doing a wonderful job, and I'm pretty sure that we are locked into a nice deal with our new partners, so keep checking them out. Code is HOOPBALL20 for 20% off and free shipping on your Manscaped products, such as the Lawnmower 3.0. A year and a half in the making upgrades on the Lawnmower 2.0, because 3.0 comes after 2.0. Built-in LED uh, pinch-free design. It's fantastic. Go check it out, manscaped.com. Again, coupon code HOOPBALL20. Make sure it works before you check out. That should be 20% off and free shipping. I've heard, well, because remember, early on, there was an issue where it wasn't working right. So if you're trying it out, feel free to let me know. I'll uh, give you some extra publicity on Twitter if you want it. Here's the thing, too. Their stuff works on... I know their shtick is like you manscape and they talk about below-the-belt grooming. It works on whatever. Like, I use it on my neck. Right? I don't, sh- don't shave very often in quarantine. So when I do, I don't. I got these, you know, kind of long hairs. I don't want them pinching. Check it out. I highly recommend it. Reminder, once again, everybody, if you'd like our draft board that we've been working off of, go to hoop-ball.com slash newsletter. Hoop-ball.com slash newsletter. You sign up there and you get the links to the draft board. So let's talk a little bit about this other draft that I've been in, which was initially the one that I thought was well going to be the only money draft that I was doing for the Resumption Leagues, and now all of a sudden that became two, and that's fine. And this one was weird. This one was weird. Um, the... The, the previous one, which is an industry draft, are actually pretty good in a situation like this. I, that one I, I enjoyed immensely because everybody's working off of their own boards and you're going to see guys kind of f- flying off in weird places. You can also, I think some people probably doing more work on it than others. I, honest to goodness, if we didn't have this podcast, I probably wouldn't have done nearly as much work on this as I did. But frankly... The need to have fresh content every day for these four and a half months sort of forced us to prepare for this resumption season and to make sure that we were doing something with it. So I feel like I built a hell of a team in that league. In fact, uh, let's go through that very quickly, the team that I ultimately built in that league, and then we can flip back over to the other one. So um, I just made my last pick. We only went... um, 11 rounds. Uh, am I getting that right? I think there's... I might be screwing something up. I don't know exactly when you guys were starting. there. The settings will probably get moved around a little bit. But we only won 11 rounds in that one. And I feel pretty good. I got Anthony Davis, Kyle Lowry, uh, Rob Covington, Tobias Harris, De'Aaron Fox, Evan Fournier, Marcus Gasol, Dennis Schroeder, JaVale McGee, Kent Bazemore. I feel really good about those 11 picks. Uh, and the thing is that they're sort of weird guys coming off the board at weird times because everybody is working off of different knowledge. The problem with this other league, this resumption roto league, which most people I think found because, uh, Adam King tweeted it out. 
we we took some names and then folks that were followers of Adam and followers of myself jumped in it. Some of you are probably listening to this podcast right now. Uh, you guys know everybody on my board. It's out there for free, just in the open at hoop-ball.com slash newsletter. It's just floating around. And I know that for the regular season, you guys all have my list of people also. But for the regular season, there's like 900 different draft boards out there. So a lot of you guys, you take some of the guys that I like and some of the guys that uh, Brew likes, and some of the guys that the dudes over at the ITL and Roto World, whatever, you put them all together. So I'm generally not drafting against someone who is exclusively using my board. I don't really know many other boards out there for this resumption season. And I even said something in the chat room, and you guys are probably listening and just laughing at my expense right now. But for those of you that are not in this league that I'm talking about, it is uncanny the way that guys are coming off the board in almost the exact order on the resumption. How did... How does Brew do it with the B-150 every year? He puts this list out, and he knows tons of people are going to be drafting right off of his list. Everybody knows who I'm taking in this draft. So you got to sort of zig when everybody expects you to zag just a little bit. Maybe maybe mess with your strategy a tiny bit, throw some curveballs in there. But dang, I will say this. It's, it's illuminating for a very different reason than the industry draft was. The industry draft was illuminating because there were guys that are snatching and grabbing all kinds of weird players at weird times that that's the stuff that's like okay well maybe this is the type of stuff i'm going to be dealing with but then we get into these other ones and it's like oh no actually there's like two resumption draft boards out there that people are working off of and we have one of them so either you're working off the dan list or you know there's one other list that's out there and it's pretty obvious who's got which like eight or nine of the teams are working off of our draft board in this thing. So we'll move through this quicker than the industry draft because, frankly, I'd just be giving, I, I, I would just be giving the analysis that I gave when I made the draft board. Like here, let's just, let's just go through it round by round. And what I think we'll do today is eh, knock out the first maybe four-ish rounds. So we'll move a lot faster in this one uh, than we did in the, in the industry mock draft. And it's possible that today's podcast is more in that 25-minute uh, range, if I had to guess. There's, frankly, a lot of stuff going on uh, in my home today, which I'm not thrilled about during a pandemic. So um, get in and out, get on with our deal. Uh, also, quick, by the way, uh, a number of you have actually written in to get involved here at Hoop Ball. There's been a, a surge of interest over the last couple of days. If anybody else wants to do so, hit me up at Dan Bespris on Twitter or email teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. All right, so let's start blitzing our way through this uh, real resumption draft results and uh, see if we find anything interesting. First round, I'm going to read off all 12 names, and we'll go from there. James Harden, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Nikola Jokic, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Nikola Vucevic, and Jimmy Butler. Now, I'm fairly certain, fairly certain, and now I feel like I need to triple-check myself, I'm fairly certain that this is a nine-category Roto League. Because I see turnovers listed there on the homepage. Both percentages, threes, points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, the, the traditional nine category. So a couple of, well, one name in particular surprised the hell out of me, but two were fairly surprising. And those two are Doncic at three and Westbrook in the middle of the first round. I mean, there's just 
I I I I don't fully follow that one. I just don't. I mean, there's there's no way he's playing in all eight games. He's back from COVID, so he's getting a late start on practice. He was 37 in what I would call a really good regular season. Like, there's just no, there's no universe where he's a first-round guy anymore in Houston. He's not. I mean, you'd have to be averaging a triple-double again, and that's not happening with the Rockets. I know his usage is through the roof, but that one's a crazy one. I'm not, I don't think I'm going Giannis at two, although, again, it, it bears note, if, if you're punting free throws, then he is a top two or three guy. I don't believe that this team was punting free throws, but you also have this sort of eight-game sprint mentality, which is, you know, what if he actually shoots like 75% for two weeks from the free throw line and he doesn't tank you there? Then, yeah, he has a chance to move back into that early to mid-first round. The reason, maybe even beyond the free throw thing, why I'm not on the Giannis deal with this, we've talked about it before, is the Bucks have no reason to play him in all eight games. They don't even have reason to play him in six of them, but they probably will. And so when you look at this, there's just so many reasons to not want to end up with that where there are these other possibilities. And I get it. I took Anthony Davis in the other draft. So a lot of you are like, Dan, you're, you're a damn hypocrite. The Lakers can wrap this up in three games. Why wouldn't they play him only in six? Yeah, they, they might. They might. But the difference there is that AD was the number one player on a per-game basis this year, and Giannis was number 20. You know, it wasn't really that close. AD was like three Giannis's this year because he didn't have that giant gaping hole at free throw percent. So that's why I'm willing to take that risk and not the other one. Luka Doncic at three was also an interesting one. And I get it, you know, similar issues to Giannis where high volume 75% of the foul line was bringing him down. And he's like a souped up version of Russell Westbrook these days. But again, Luka was 24 on a per game basis in the regular season. He gets the advantage of probably playing seven or even eight games. So he definitely gets a bump forward in that department. But I just don't, I don't see how, unless he shoots like 85% and actually makes free throw a positive impact value, I don't see how someone makes that leap from 20 to 25 range to top three. Luka's got a better shot than Giannis because Giannis isn't going to play as much. But you've got these other guys floating around, like Jason Tatum, who's almost definitely going to play seven games. Jokic, probably seven or eight. Dame, unless they get eliminated, he might even play in all of them. Kawhi probably sits one out, but, you know, he was number three on a per-game basis this year. I just, I take these guys because the potential for one extra Doncic game this season actually would have still left him behind Kawhi Leonard. Still would have been behind him. And there's no guarantee that he does play one more game. Maybe. I think odds are probably, but... Maybe not. And then Westbrook is the real, the the one that, that drives me up the wall because he wasn't even inside the top 20. And he rests back-to-back. And he's coming off a positive COVID test. I don't know what this dude's doing in the first round. But otherwise, things are fine. I think I would have rearranged some of these names. Uh, Kawhi, you would have likely seen a bit earlier on our list. Uh, I like Jimmy Butler at the end of the round there. Vooch was our pick. We had 11th, which was a difficult spot to be because Kawhi came off the board, and I thought that was going to be my guy coming up on my spot. Uh, but, you know, Jokic, Dame, AD, Tatum, those guys all belong in in some order, early to middle first round, and then LeBron kind of towards the mid-end of the first round. Everything else looks pretty reasonable there. 
Uh, second round, Chris Paul, which pissed me off. I thought he'd be there for me at uh, at 14. In fact, I would have taken him and left Vooch if I didn't think he was coming back. But Chris Paul, gone. Kristaps uh, Porzingis, this is where I had to zig where everybody thought I was going to zag. Joel Embiid, Paul George, Devin Booker, Kyle Lowry, DeAndre Ayton, Ben Simmons, Drew Holiday, Rob Covington, Pascal Siakam, and Bam Adebayo. I mean, again, you're looking almost at the Dan list here, where Chris Paul went before me, which annoyed me. Kristaps Porzingis, I went that direction because, you know, what the hell, maybe catch lightning in a bottle and he goes top five uh, in seven games here. So there is that little knock. Joel Embiid right afterwards, Paul George, those guys all make a lot of sense there. A little surprised. Paul George isn't falling farther, but again, I think a lot of people are working off the same information that we are. Devin Booker is probably the one guy, at least early in this round, that I don't think I'd go that early on. The, the Suns, I, there's no reason for them to, to run him ragged. I think his minutes will be down. Uh, he had a really good season, Booker did, and he was still at 32. So I, like, I don't know how much better he could possibly be. And even if you shave off the 27% of teams that aren't there, you're still putting him... Uh, in the in the 20s in the in this resumption campaign and here he was going at 17 so a little bit too early there Kyle Lowry at 18 you guys know I'm good with that Aiton I think of the Suns has the potential to actually play in more games because he just didn't play in any during the regular season also he was better on a per game basis than Booker Ben Simmons I like that one I think he'll play plenty Drew Holiday maybe a little bit early for my liking the question there is you know do they go all eight games if he shuts down early, you're in real trouble. Uh, if he goes all eight, this this could end up being a pretty good pick. We have him a little bit lower, but not by a ton. I'm not super upset about it. Rob Covington at uh, 22, good with that one. Siakam 23, Adebayo 24. The, you know, this just comes down to whether or not Bam is healthy enough to start the resumption campaign, which I think he probably will be. Round three was Lonzo Ball, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Brandon Ingram, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Tobias Harris, Miles Turner, Jared Allen, Jonas Valanciunas, Freddie Van Fleet, Jamal Murray, and Chris Middleton. You know, I, again, I'm, I'm struggling to find too many guys that, I'm, that I have issue with here. Um, Lonzo, maybe a little earlier than I would have gone, but, you know, we have him relatively early, and I actually thought he was better with Zion than without. Sort of a question to be answered perhaps at a later time. Shea, good with that one. Ingram... Uh, would have been early if Zion was was there, but with Zion gone, Brandon likely gets a big bump back to what he was doing early in the season. Rudy Gobert, probably a little earlier than I would have gone Rudy, just because, again, he's talked about having these lingering COVID symptoms and there's trouble of brewing in Utah. Donovan Mitchell right after him. I think he'll probably play in at least uh, seven of the games, so I'm good with that one. Tobias Harris, yeah, that's fine. I mean... Truly, I think you could probably let him fall a little bit farther. I, I think this is, I think he hits this number, but I don't know that you had to take him yet. Um, but again, you know, you, you kind of got to get your guy in this format. Miles Turner with Demonis Sabonis on the shelf. He obviously gets a big bump further. We've moved him up our boards. Jared Allen, relatively early on Jared Allen, but there's nobody else. There are no big men in Brooklyn, so he could end up being really good. Valanchunas, I love it. Freddie Van Vliet, I love it. Jamal Murray, love it. And Chris Middleton, right around where we had him ranked on our board. I mean, this is like almost a carbon copy. Everybody's going off in almost the exact order we have them on our board. It's crazy, man. 
it's a weird it's a weird world to be on. Let's do one more round here and then we'll wrap up a quickie today. Jaron Jackson Jr. won at the beginning of the fourth round <laughs> with no uh, with no Jonas Nader in this one. He he fell to a more predictable spot at 37. Karis Levert at 38. Gallo 39. McCollum at 40. All of this seems relatively reasonable so far. Demar Rosen uh, 41. Um, a little bit early for me on that one. I mean, if he plays four or five games, you can get some really big ones. But I just, I can't see the Spurs playing their guys all the way through. Rashawn Holmes, he's getting a big bump these days with no Marvin Bagley. Uh, I love him in the 40s here. Big fan. And he's he's all the way up to 34 on our big board now after some adjusting. Demata Sabonis, it's a roll of the dice here. So is Kemba Walker immediately thereafter. Kemba, by the way, some news this morning that he's practicing today, but not or scrimmaging today, but not tomorrow. So they're going real light on him. Pretty early to be going John Morant. Mid-late fourth round. Guy that was in the 120s during the regular season. No thanks. No reason to roll the dice there. DeJounte Murray. Uh, love that pick. Darren Fox. Like that one too. And then Hassan Whiteside at 48. Is a possibility. So, listen. Here's the thing with Hassan Whiteside. We have him at 63 on our big board. And I don't know that I'm going to go much earlier it's conceivable that Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins just, they don't have the stamina, and Whiteside is still really effective because we've seen him. He can do a lot without 30 minutes. And, you know, when he got 30 minutes, he was a first-round guy, but he could be, you know, top 70, top 80 in, in 22, 23 minutes. So if he still gets 24 or 25, he could actually hit this mark. I'm just generally concerned that... Nurkic and Collins ramp up, and Whiteside then ramps down. I don't hate it. I don't hate this pick. If you're going to roll the dice on someone, he's a guy that it's, it's sort of fine to roll the dice on. Uh, but to me, there's, there's too many ways that it can go south. But I don't hate it. And that guy's got a pretty good team. When you start with James Harden, you're, you can take a couple of risks, as that dude's playing at least seven of these eight games. He's probably going to try to play in all of them, and he's going to lift you up on his shoulders. It It's good to be the first pick guy. It's good to be the king. So I know we're only about 21, 22 minutes into this podcast, but I want to keep today's relatively short because we've got extra stuff to talk about tomorrow. We've got Adam on the pod tomorrow. Today is a blitz, basically through the top 50 of this one. And uh, general news. Uh, a couple of pods that have come out in the Hoopball Network. Ethan and JC have a new Hoopball Lakers show out there. Uh, DFS today had another episode. They're going daily now. Mike and Aaron, welcome to the team. Aaron Asmus, newest, uh, ho- one of the newest Hoopball DFSers. And it's just a, it's a good time, man, with basketball ramping up. It's a good time to be following Hoopball and hoop-ball.com, and all the the cool new stuff that's going on over the website as well. So, I leave you with this on this Thursday, this Thursday morning. Happy MLB reopening day. That's it. Enjoy baseball tonight, folks. It's a quickie today. Tomorrow, back at you with Adam King. He's at AdamKing91, by the way, if you want to follow him on uh, the Twitters. He's the newest hoop baller. And we will be talking to him tomorrow. So this one, short one. Tomorrow, longer one. I think you guys will be fine. Have a great Thursday, everybody. We'll talk to you then.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.